Diva Cáil Aguil at Fortigree Sports Centre on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to the Sports Centre Show here on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with the Credit Union on 88.3 and 92.7 FM. And on today's show, we're going to be talking predominantly Camogie as we look forward to the second group game in the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship later on this evening in Cusick Park between Clare and Galway. And then we're going to review last weekend's Titanic uh, Munster final and Linster Hurling final and the upcoming All Ireland preliminary quarter finals and more this weekend uh, with um, our well known men all the way from County Kilkenny, Mr. Adrian Ronan. But first of all, joining the studio by coach today, Claire Junior and Senior Camogie teams, one of our Scarab team here on Scarab Bay Community Radio, well known to everyone. It's Brendan Foley. Brendan, you're welcome once again. Thanks, Leo. Brendan, We'll talk about the hurling later on, but first of all, this weekend, predominantly a big Camogie wind weekend, big weekend uh, for, for Clare Camogie, uh, Galway coming to town, coming to Cusick Park, Clare coming on the back of a victory over down, a sticky encounter, you know, a potential banana skin maybe, Clare got over that against down, Galway on the, coming on the back of a victory over Cork. Brendan, it's probably fair to say, it's a free shot for Clare in in these games, you've got to in Cork, but it's a free shot, you know, the pressure's off. Pressure's off, Leo, I suppose, uh, yeah, a free shot, as you can say, we've two free shots, um, <clears throat> and we tried to target our first game against Down, get that out of the way, um, we travelled up the night before, uh, said in the Carrydale, like we knew it was going to be a tough battle up there, it was their first home match as well, um, and preparations had gone well for us, but we had a couple of injuries coming in, and uh, we got the win. It was a massive battle up there. Um, over in Leeds from Fontenine. Fontenine, Lovely yeah. part of the country. Uh, but it was a titanic battle. We knew it was the Ulster champions. Very strong, very physical team. Um, brought it to the wire. Like, with, with 23 minutes gone in the second half, I think we were three down. Uh, we were three up at half time, and they turned it around, and we're, we're looking... Looking good, I suppose, but uh, we made a couple of changes. Uh, we freshened it up, and we had a binge that came in and made a massive impact in the game uh, and got us over the line. We finished very strong. We hit eight points. Well, we hit one five in the last probably eight, nine, ten minutes. Uh, Girls now really dug deep, and it sets it up nicely then for the match with Galway. Um, training has gone very well. Uh, we have a full panel to pick from. Um, you know, we're really looking forward to it. We know we played them early on in the year in in uh, Kilbeckenty. Uh, another good tough game, so it was. Uh, we were there thereabouts up to half time, and we started to conceded a couple of scores. I think with about three minutes to go in that game, I think it was only about two or three points in it, and we were we were happy enough. And for some strange reason, it was just a team that was creeping into our game that were conceding the last three or four scores just before half-time, and teams have started pulling that little bit away. But we, we rallied again in the second half that day, and you know, we made a good performance because, as we said, we used the lead to blood some players in. We tried out a couple of players that day as well. And uh, now we have a good settled panel, and Galway are coming to town as league champions. Uh, had a good first-round win over Cork. Um so yeah, we know we know we, we face a tough battle, but look, the the shackles are off, but we've prepared well. Um they've really trained well, uh and we've had a couple of runouts in the park. So yeah, we're really looking forward to it. 
And Brendan, you know, the the down game, which was a potential banana skin, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, especially in the first round, if you want to catch a team, it's going to be going to be in, in, in the earlier rounds. And having to set it up to lead, as you said, lovely path to the world, leads from Fontenay's, it was no easy uh, task, especially coming on the back of a defeat, you know, disappointing defeat in, in the Munster final. But again, it showed a bit of character on the team that they were able to put that Munster final behind them. And when the chips were down, that they were able to grind out a win against fairly stern opposition. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, we said we weren't going to look back, but you have to look forward and you have to learn from the mistakes that happened. So I think both management and players had a good look at themselves after the Munster final. Um, we knew there was mistakes made, and uh, we rectified them. And you know, we we got two challenge matches into us before we played down. We played awfully in Whitegate, and look, it was it was probably a nice game to blood in, to get back into a, a winning feeling. Uh, we won it fairly handy. That was on a Tuesday night, and we travelled up into Port Leash on the Friday night, and we played Wexford above in Port Leash, in what was an absolutely cracking match. Um, and, and, I, and, and we look where exactly we Wexford on the um, It was an absolute cracking match, uh, for. For the full hour, it was full on. The ref, in fairness, he let it go. Uh, tough physical battle. Uh, we found ourselves twice in situations. Uh, we were six, I think, down maybe seven. Clawed it back. Then we went eight down again in another period. And as I spoke to people before about this, it wasn't that Wexford made changes that the team changed. They stuck to the same 15 and we clawed it back again and went ahead. And they got a point to level it. But that game showed an awful lot of character. It, it, it brought a good bit of belief back into the girls. And when the battle then came from down, which we knew what was coming, uh, that match stood to us. And when, when the game was over, we all looked at each other and nearly all of us said the same thing. The match against Wixford really stood to us. And like I wasn't surprised with the result against Kilkenny because they're a good, strong, physical side of Wexford. They played direct hurling at a corner forward there. She was an absolute live wire. And I mean a live wire. She causes numerous problems. But in fairness to the girls, they got the grips of her. And, uh, you know, it was a good game. And, you know, I think that match actually got got off some of the cobwebs of the Munster final. I know it was only a challenge match. But, you know, there was a lot of character building and the leaders stood up in the team. And, uh, you know, that stood to us then going into the down match. And, you know, there was a great there was a great buzz coming home then, you know, first round win, pressure off. We knew the two tough games were coming down, but equally we knew the one going up to down was going to be as tough. And there's no doubt, uh, Brendan, you know, with the year that was in with the year that's in it, that match again down was your All Ireland final, right? You had to get over that one or you know, everything yeah, went, yeah. went out went out the window. Now that's out of the way, right? You're welcome, Galloway. As you said, the, the league champions come into town. You know, Clare invariably play good camogie against the better teams, right? As you as you well know, especially look, we've already come back to the ankle bacon to You made a very important point. To the three points before half time above in Kilbacon to were crucial. Gave got a bit that cushion. They also got the first one after half time. Right, yeah. You know, it's that you know trying to get a consistency for the hour yeah. and and 
you hear of the moving quarter and these all these big teams seem to move in the move in the quarter. But they always do a small bit of damage before they go in. It seems to be this five minutes before half time when you're just when you think you're in a good place. And the same thing happened against Cork in the league as well. We were in a great I think it was about eight four or eight five with a couple of minutes to go to half time in the league as well. And the just these the big teams seem to be able to stand up and get the two or three scores just before half time to give them a good arm's length away from you. You know, so that's what we have to be conscious of that when we're in that position again to make sure that we, we keep everything tight. Don't be giving away silly scores or freeze. Keep everything tight and stay in the game. The longer I always say it, the longer you stay in the battle against the good teams, the doubt you can put in their head because they are expecting to have that game won. That's their mentality. That's their mentality. This shouldn't be happening to us. And if you can bring a, bring a team down the stretch, I'm repeating myself, all, I always said it, even at club, bring a team down the stretch, you keep that doubt in your, their mind because this shouldn't be happening. And if we can do that today... Will be, you know, we have a good chance, as you said, like it's a free shot. Like, you know, Galway have ambitions to win All Ireland. So do we. You have to have it. You have to have an ambition to win an All Ireland. You know, you're, you, you're not training for anything else. You know what I mean? You want to, to be up against the good teams. You want to be better than yourself the whole time. And in fairness to the girls, they've really, they've really stood up. And there's a lot of good leaders and there's a lot of good young players coming into the squad. And we've built up a squad. You know, if you go back to last year, you know, we played seven weeks on the bounce. Our panel was very thin. Now, we don't mind if we play seven weeks in the bounce. We'd love it because we have a good panel and our bench came in and made a major impact above and down, which is what you're looking for. And we want the same again against Galway. We want our players in the field to go out and give it everything. And until them legs are ready to drop, you bring in fresh legs in to keep it going. Brendan, you know, you lose to the point there about the bench and that, right? And I would presume that the fact that you were playing higher class opposition than down, right? Playing the top teams. Okay, maybe not playing it for the, getting the full hour of them, but getting, you know, 40, 45 minutes. I know you have to, it, it takes time to build yeah. up, like, but I think that maybe that was maybe what maybe helped get you over the line against against down as well, that, you know, you had played against more superior opposition and w- winter's really in the melting pot you were able to dig it out. We were, yeah. And and what, what was good about it was we, we you know, we got the goal at the end. But we were two points up at that stage. But we clawed it back by points. And we played good camogie. Like one we 19, in, one 19 is a good score. Yeah, good we score, played yeah. intelligent camogie. You know, sometimes teams can panic in a situation like that. Oh, we need a goal. You know, like as I said, with three minutes or 23 minutes gone, I think we were three or four points down. They kept their composure. They kept their heads. They worked the ball well. And we got good scores. And we, we close it out well. You know, to, uh, winning is a great habit, you know, and if you can get into that mentality and, you know, the Nevo D's, the Claire Herters, they, they came big. We brought Emer Kelly in after bench. Kelly's been carrying a bit of an injury and she was supposed to only be getting 10 minutes. I think we whipped her with, with nearly 20 minutes to go. We brought her in and she made a great impact. Amy Keaton made a good impact. You know, these players made great impacts when they came into the into the into the team and the whole thing lifted and the players in the field found another gear, but we played very intelligent Komogi and in fairness, like we should have had if we walked out of there with five goals, we wouldn't have been disappointed. Yeah. We we coughed up three definitely three goal chances in the first five minutes. We opened them up great, just a pass too much or 
you know, the keeper made some good saves, but in fairness, Tanya Lachlan, when she got that last ball, it was easier to tap it over. She said, no, I'm going for it. And she buried it. And, like, you know, it was a great goal. It was a great lift to him. You could see the giant her face and the spring in the step and you can see the spring in training and they're pushing themselves the whole time now to improve and improve. And that's what it is. It's going to, you're going to need a bigger, bigger performance again from for the full hour compared to the down game uh, against Galway. But look, we're really looking forward to the challenge. Isn't that what it's all about, you know, taking on the next next challenge and bouncing back and, 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 and just meeting it head on and look, there's no bigger challenge than, than Galway. And, you know, Galway, as you, Claire always played well against, as I said, always against the better team, especially in Galway and Kilkenny. Cork seemed to have maybe a bit of a hoodoo at times, yeah, but, yeah. but Galway and Kilkenny, you know, and look at, all you do is look back to what Wexford have done since subsequently in that challenge yeah. match. They, they drew with Kilkenny, the current All-Ireland champions last Saturday. So look at, mentally, if Claire are in the right place, they can have a right cut against Oh, they can, they can, like, you know what I mean? And it, it's, like, you know, th- there's no weight on their shoulders. Do you know what I mean? You're going out there and you can express yourself. And that's all we're asking of them, to go out and give it one full effort for the full hour. And if our leaders stand up and the young players grasp the opportunity and enjoy it as well, like, you know, there's, you have to enjoy it when you're playing it. There's no point otherwise. There's no point putting yourself under pressure. I have to do this, you have to. Mistakes will happen. But Brendan, it's probably the first time that they can go out and have a shot under with no consequences, yeah. negative consequences coming behind. Exactly. You know, yeah. there's, there's, yeah. there's, it's the same thing. You know, if you win, you're in All Ireland quarter final. If you lose, you're still you're, you're still, still, still playing for All Ireland exactly, quarter final yeah. the week. Like. You know, it, it's great. Like you know, and that, that's how important that first win was. You know what I mean? It was a big win for us, and um, like you know, it's. We we know we know the challenge Galway have you know carried all and their rabbit they're all great players like you know, um but like we believe in our players, we believe that they're good enough to take on Galway, and you know, training there inside in Cusy Park this week, the girls were buzzing, you know, really really looking forward to it. You can see the spring and the step, and you can see that the pressure is off. You know, they're, they're, they're pushing each other, they want to get better, and they know there's a chance there to get into an All-Ireland quarter-final. And that's what we're striving for. And, you know, if, if we if we can deliver a full a performance for a full hour, I believe we can do it. Yeah, we wish you the very best of luck on that. Brendan, OK, so running in, in, in cohesion with the with the senior team, is the Juno Camogie team going well? OK. You know, you did win, you've beaten loads and throwing. And looking at all... <laughs> No matter what you say about it, there are matches that you should be winning with your eyes closed anyway. You'd wonder what are the relevance of these teams playing. In the, and you would lose it yourself off here while they're in these competitions, you know. But look at fixtures. Have you, can only, you can only play what goes out in front of you. There's bigger fish to fry in this tune or camogie as, as the competition unfolds. There is, yeah. Um, you know, like look, we went up to Loud and it was, it was a handy win for us. Came out of town, done the job. And like, as I said before, with these matches... You can pick up an injury. You can pick up a silly red card or you know an injury like because teams when you're playing them like you know and they're getting a, getting a bit of a trounce and a, a hurley can go one way or the other and they can give you a flick and next thing you could be looking at a broken finger or something and you could end up getting involved in a row that there's no need of and you're missing the match over something stupid. And in fairness to the girls, there was none of that. And in fairness to the teams that we played, there was none of that. You know, we played Tyrone, came down to the park last, uh, last week. Yeah, and I hope that young lady... Yeah, yeah I hope that young lady we, is we okay. We should have the very, very best, um, you know, 
there was an incident and in fairness the medics were on, on hand our own medic was in and there was two players uh, Sock and uh, Bambi were in straight away to the girl and she was well looked after and the news was good that evening we were all delighted actually that uh, she was sitting up and her parents came down to meet her and uh, you know we were just absolutely delighted the result goes out the wind after that does, as yeah. long as the girl is okay that's paramount that's paramount like you know what I mean so um, yeah look we, we were in a very comfortable position um, and look uh we're still just waiting to see what Crow Park said, but we're expecting the result to stand. And I know you've Ross Common in the final game with that group. Like, and with all due respect, you will end up beating Ross Common as well. You'd wonder, Brendan, you know, we've ended in the real competition starts and, you know, the, the, the strong teams after it. What is the relevance, really, of... And I know these other teams go back into their own separate yeah. competitions. Like, But it doesn't do any good for you winning a game by a cricket score. It doesn't do the other team yeah. any good by yeah. losing by a cricket score. You know, there has to be some balance. There has to be some balance, I suppose. Look, it's it, it's it's very hard to get it right. You know what I mean? It's what you do, do you put the loads and the tyrones down and you try you probably maybe half what's inside it and run it off fairly quick. I don't know what the what's there's, no the easy, there's, there's no easy there's no easy there's no easy way of doing it, you know. But I suppose the flip side was didn't the didn't count and say where we want to play these teams to try and prove. Like, you know, we we're probably fortunate enough down here that we have a Munster Championship. Ulster have a, a a championship, as far as I know. I don't think Linster have. You know what I mean? So, like, we're, we're getting good games. And, like, we won the Junior Championship last year and we had a, a cracking game in the Intermediate Semi-Final against Kerry. You know, they're the games we want to be playing in. And, um, like, you know, you saw what Cork didn't done to Kerry. Yeah. You know, so, like... It, it's up another It's up another notch, like, you know. So, um... Like we want to get there, that's where we want to strive, and we want to keep blood and. But players. you have to, you have to get out of it. You have to get out of it, you know. And down the road, like your Armas, your Kevin's, uh, like Tipperary are there, like Limerick, Limerick, Clare, like you know, there, there's, there's, there's always like Antrim won it last year. We, we and Wexford in that division, or are they gone out of it? No, I think Wexford are gone. Gone out of it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. What you call it? Last year we only beat Kevin by two points, a pint or two. I think it was. We we were actually playing Watford, I think, the same day. We just split the camps. We were in the park and the lads went up to Kevin uh, to play Kevin. And, uh, you know, so any of the northern teams, they're always tough. They're always, they're fairly physical, they're fairly strong. Like, you know, we... we, we their first teams in as well. their first teams in as well. Like, and we, we, we went up on Patrick's Day and played Antrim above an Antrim in the, in the league. And then we met them in the league final. You know, and there were two tough battles. And like you know, didn't game stood to us, but like the, the games now that we have in the championship, we're putting up cricket stores, we're bringing in player, and you know what, we're missing a lot of players too through through the leaving cert. So in a way, it works out. It, it works out like you know, but we'll be looking to get stronger challenge matches to to get ready for the quarterfinals or semi-finals. You know, and look at everyone knows that the heartbreak that was there last year. You know, the semi-final defeat, like just, just. Yeah. We don't want to go there. It, look, it won't. But he will give the girls that push to go that bit further, and they've already beaten Antrim. They know themselves is there is there for them once they perform. That's it. But there is <laughs> there is bit falls that could happen. There is because like you know you you have to set standards. You know what I mean. And when you're playing weaker teams, the standards can drop, and the next thing you're asking them to press a button to reach back up to that standard. Like you know. But in fairness to the girls, they have trained very well. Um, you know even. We trained, we played 
uh, Tyrone the, the Saturday they were in training Sunday morning you know what I mean because we felt like you know you have to we have to keep things on a, 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 a high trajectory because we know there's bigger challenges down the road so yeah look they're, they're going well but we know there's bigger fish down the road yeah, there's no other way. We wish you the very, very best of looking ahead. As we do, hopefully, all go well later on in QC Park this evening. Brendan, thanks for that. I know you're, you're, you're doubling up tonight. Brendan, last weekend, a feast of hurling action, right? We'll be talking to Adrian Rowan in a minute. Unfortunately, the drought, the 25-year-old famine, it still goes on. It's going to go on for another one. It is, and I think this one is one that really got away from us. Um, you know... Uh, Going in at half time, I felt we should have been maybe five or six pints up. Um, you know, it was it was a funny game. Like you know, we were all expecting this blockbuster plus or I suppose of physicality of what was below last year. There was no feel to that. Like you know what I mean. Just ended up watching it. it was very, it was open, and I thought we left ourselves wide open, absolutely wide open. Now I know our our man is coming in for a, a bit of stick, which I think is Unwanted. is wrong. Um, and I just like to say in it that, you know, there's people out there on social media and they're saying things about the lead. They don't know the lead. I know the lead. The people in Kildu know the lead. You know the lead. He's a fantastic young fella. He's a great representative of Smith O'Brien's GA club. He's he The work that he does below in our club, I'll tell you, it, it goes no bounds. The work that he does with our underage, with our senior team, our intermediate team, when the young fellas come in there, he's above in training, when Claire are in training, he's an absolute role model. And you know, it is very easy for people to hide behind the phone and make comments about a lad when you don't know him. And I, I just tell you one thing, they can say they can say what they like about him, but he has the full backing of everyone in Killaloo, and I know he's the full backing of East Claire and Claire. And because he's a role model to our lads below, and like we, we adore we adore the moon and the sun, everything about that young fella because he's absolutely brilliant. And you know things didn't go well for him, but I felt that during the match they could have done something. When he got the yellow card, he was under pressure straight away. Yeah, there's no doubt. And I felt that was the time either to at half time even to switch him or take him off or whatever. You know, because his hands were tied. He was brought in the Munster final to play his first match. Got no league game. Got no championship game. No game co- since the no game the yeah. Yeah. And, and then come in and mark the best forward in the country. Player of the year at the moment. Yeah. And to be honest, I was what I went up to the very back to watch the match looking down. And I swear to God, the space was absolutely frightening. But Brendan... And we'll be talking to Adrian once again. You have to give the Limerick management credit, right? They were planning not for Guy Nolan, right? Or for, for whoever was Connor Teal, whoever was going yeah. to be full, full, full back. And their whole game plan was move Conan out of the cover. of Conan wasn't over near John. Yeah. David really came in to do a job and he he ran everywhere better centre forward, right? Took him out and, and that. And as you said, you could have driven a bus right down where the space was to, in front of. And the ball was coming in like what do you do like and then of course like he had a great first 20 minutes and then once he got the car to Bui yeah right and then what can you do you get one more touch and you're in the like you, you see it I mean? with the goal he, he there was not if he took him down he was gone he was going to get a red card yeah. like you know but the one thing they created the space but was the delivery of ball 
and that's where I think the problem was we should have been making sure further up the field to stop, to stop the source and we allowed it and we left it wide open absolutely wide open and you know when you're given the calibre of player and it doesn't matter who was on him I don't care if it was Keane Nolan your man from Kilkenny Mikey Butler cornerback so he's done it again he's in all. done it in all. He, he 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 that ball was absolutely laid into a pet for for uh, Ghislaine and you know he wasn't doing too bad you know he was doing alright like you know I think there was only three points maybe got off him at that stage you know ok there was a couple of frees but you know I felt Clare left it when the car came that was the time to to strike either switch him off it which I thought they would have done you know I thought like you had two lads that had played all championship Rory Hayes and Adam Hogan maybe they were the ones to pick up Galen let Keane pick up Graham Mulcahy correct you know what I mean there was options there to do but maybe they were looking for a bit of phys- physicality in there but that was going out the window with the with the card, with the card you know so um, I felt it, we just and you can talk about the free at the end that to me was irrelevant because we had such bad wides we dropped six balls in on top of the keeper you know um, and I felt a lot of our big players didn't perform you know there was there was a lot of players anonymous for the first 40 minutes you know, uh, but look, I just felt we let it slip. We had it there in our hands, and I felt we should have within a half time, maybe five or six points up. Mark Rogers was on fire, but you look at the quality of ball that Galen was getting compared to the Clare forwards was getting, and to score one two, they're talking about Galen scored in one three. He was getting it on a plate. Mark Rogers was getting it from the clouds. He was getting it from every corner. He had to go in out of rooks and try win ball and break through to score the score. You know what I mean? That's the dip. Yeah, you're that right. That is the difference. The quality, like if Mark Rogers was getting the ball, Galen was getting. He'd be scoring one. He'd four, be right? scoring one four, one five. You know what I mean? And that's that's what I see. Like you know, we're we're sort of too stuck in our ways at times. We like to go direct, and then we're sort of we, we don't protect our defence at times. I felt we sort of drifted back a small bit to the like when we played Tipperary. We were left ourselves wide open. We should have known what Limerick were going to do. You know, there's. There's always they're they're never going to move their backs. Yeah, their forwards are always the ones that are evolving. And I thought maybe we could have Conlon could have came back deeper and let Tony Kelly come back, and leave him roam around that area, and, and, and pick up the ball there and work from there, you know. But we didn't. And look, as I said, you can talk all you want about the free, but it was a free. There's no question about it. I, the referee absolutely battled it, but. To me, it was but he wasn't. He wasn't the cause of losing the game. Though. Not at all. The referee was bad on both sides. Yeah. He was absolutely brutal on both sides. And you know what? At times you don't mind that. Yeah, I thought. I thought. You know, I thought it many let it go, and I thought we clearly got a, a majority of the calls. You know, if he'd given the free at the end, which and no one would have questioned him high no. up or low down. Like if, if, if you look at it, sorry, Leo. If you look at it back, Will O'Donoghue looked back up because he was after rugby tackling Hogan. And he heard the whistle, and he couldn't believe his eyes when the arms went out. He thought he was after giving away a free. Yeah. When you look back at it, Willow Dunn who turned, oh God, I'm in trouble here. And he couldn't believe his look. And even when the match was over, I watched Dunn who back on the television next day when I came back that night, he was still in shock. How did I get away with that? Casey, I won't say he nutmegged uh, um, Kelly. But it was a frontal charge, and you see the arm in around Hogan's neck, you know. But like, I don't like. 
games like that, they're they are tough to ref. Maybe a bit hard to ref, but he he gave decisions on both sides. He he did, he you he know did, he didn't yeah he, he did, didn't he, did. he didn't favor really yeah, anyone. Yeah. Like I went into work one in the morning and the Limerick lads, oh you got this, you got that. Now they probably feel aggrieved about the one where Galen Galen and, and Higarty was true, but I just think that whistle was blown before he popped that ball. The whistle was blown when he was caught by Denkel. Yeah. Right, and the ball he was in the process. He was the in the process, but it hadn't landed in his no. hand. And then, I suppose, <laughs> the whole thing they went, what they're gone cuckoo over was next thing there was a free out given, and Gillane or Hegarty got a yellow card for yeah. turning your men. But fairness to Hogan, he didn't want any defender keep exactly. digging him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's that's what it was. But look, Brendan, we will rise again. Oh, there's no doubt. Look, I think we're in a great place. I think we can learn from don't the mistakes that were made. Uh, I think we are a stronger team this year. Um, you know, hopefully now uh, we 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 we'll rally again. More than likely, it'll be Galway. Um, so like no, you know, so going to be Kilkenny or sub- Dublin. Or Kilkenny. Sorry, Dublin and the winners meet Kilkenny. Apologies, Galway, Galway, and uh, Tipas was on the other side. But uh, look at I, I would respect Dublin. You know, I wouldn't be saying it's a foregone conclusion. They have forwards that can score. You know, you look what to put, like, I think they'd go 10 or 12 points up against Galway. Yeah, and left it. And left it, you know what I mean? Um, so, I wouldn't be taking Dublin lightly, but it's a game we should win. And you now you're in an All-Ireland semi-final where you want to be, and against Kilkenny, and I think we owe Kilkenny over last year. We just didn't turn up. But, like, you know, uh, I think we are in a good place. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're not gone yet. No, we're far, far from gone. Brendan, thanks for that. And now, delighted to be joined on the line by our Kilkenny uh, correspondent and men. Very good to see you on Scarif Bakery's radio, as I said at the outset, Adrian Ronan. Adrian, you're welcome once again. Uh, afternoon, lads. How are you going? Not too bad, Adrian, yourself. First of all, congratulations uh, to Kilkenny and GL, oh, Adrian, on another Leinster Championship. But by God, I tell you, the cat has nine lives, but I tell you one thing, he used up every one of them last Sunday. Yeah, uh, not sure of it. Um uh, a strange game. It's an exciting game for sure. Um, had it, with, you know, with 20 minutes to go, eight points up, you'd say we'd coasted and then Galway came back and then Galway had every chance to win it and of course then we came in the 75th minute and and um, as we all know, and Kilkenny said no disrespect to the chap, but the one lad that we didn't think uh, would get the ball and score was Killian Buckley. He doesn't have a goal-scoring threat either at club or inter-county level, but the fact that... Um, he took it, made it all the more sweeter because that man, to be fair to him, over the last two or three years had suffered a lot of injuries and has always given his best for Kenny. So it, uh, it was nice for Killian Buckley himself to get that and obviously a huge plus for Kenny, as we all know. The prize of winning the Leicester final is fine, winning four in a row, but the prize of getting to an All-Ireland semi-final and getting your four-week break or getting to prepare for four weeks uh, is massive and I think that's really what the prize at the end of the day is while it's lovely to win your provincial championship be it Munster or Leinster but having the shortest route to an All-Ireland is hugely important in the competitive environment we're in these days There's no doubt about that Adrian you know with the, with the way the competition is and the game's coming and ticking fast that you know he's given the team a chance to rest up and I suppose as much the same here for Limerick down, down in Munster uh, they've been through the middle as have the, all the teams but at least they're getting a chance now to get their their bodies rested and get injured players back and make their panel even stronger going into an All-Ireland semi-final as you are much the same Yeah and look at it ha- has to make a difference because obviously, as we all know, there's no soft game in, in inter-county hurling and the weather being what it is and obviously the pitch has been what they are. 
it obviously makes it twice as difficult. Yes, the lads are conditioned and they're, they're more t- uh, uh, toned athletes. But look, listening and looking in from the outside, a lot of teams would always, and they're canvassing now that you definitely need a two-week break after an inter-county match, that these players and athletes you know, need that to recover properly. And results suggest that that's the case. So look, it's certainly a help um, for both Limerick and uh, Kilkenny. It gives them, as we said, that time. doesn't give them anything else other than time to recuperate um, and obviously uh, prepare for uh, an All-Ireland semi-final. But look, they still have a huge ask. Both teams have a huge ask uh, when the time comes. Adrian, you mentioned in an interview here a few weeks ago here on Scarf Bay Community Radio that Kilkenny would need to get performances from three out of five, and you na- namely Killian Buckley, Richie Hogan, Podrick Welch, Conor Fogarty, and Walter Walsh. Now, obviously, Richie Hogan is carrying an injury, wasn't involved last Sunday. But what a contribution Wally, Walter Walsh made, uh, Conor Fogarty, Podrick Welch, and of course, the, the, the final uh, shot in the bow from, from Killian Buckley. Yeah, and look, I think we've we've mentioned it here on a, numerous occasions um, and other platforms that you know the panel is massive, and look, and a lot of people in Kilkenny would have been a small bit critical of the the older guys that we need to change and we needed to uh, make changes. But I was in the group that still maintained that these guys are only thirty and uh, thirty two, thirty three. Some of them uh, they have a certain amount of mileage, but they have still a lot to offer Kilkenny. They have, might be only twenty minutes, but I felt you know that these young lads still have a lot to learn for Kilkenny and as we all know you know you have to have a balance and that balance was proven Richie Hogan couldn't start he was injured again Conor Fogarty while he mightn't be as effective as he used to be but still he had a very good game with Joe Cooney in the middle of the field and he, he kept him relatively quiet for a lot of the time um, and then as we know uh, our bench made a huge difference Wally Welch who was expected to start came in and scores 1-2 Parik Welch scores a point and then Buckley gets the goal. So you get 2-4 from your bench. And, and uh, of course, it is the fact that the, the new kid on the block, Billy Drinnan, got a very important point as well. Yeah, so our bench made a difference uh, in that case. And look, as we said, we were had a few injuries with Adrian Mullen, then Mossy Cohen went off. So look, there's nothing sure of it now. That can give those lads a lift. And yeah, we know from listening to them all week and how they celebrate it Saturday or Sunday and Monday, like it meant a lot to that group. They are, some of them, on the wrong side of 30 and you'd hear it very clearly in Killian Buckley's uh, interview afterwards. Like, look, Kilkenny, for one thing, I know that no one ever questions their hunger, but there was a question there over when Brian Cody got about the hunger and the spirit. But I would have mentioned on a couple of platforms there recently, that beating that we got in the Wexford in the last round, I thought we learned so much from it that I thought, from our perspective, it was a, a valuable match for us because I said we showed a lot of form. Wexford were excellent on the day. We didn't give Wexford the credit they deserve. And as we said, we made a few changes and that that that, that group of lads to get two four from your bench was massive and look, the the Sea Wally, Parry, Welsh and Buckley, like you I mean they're fair and Fogarty and Richie Hogan, like they're a fair group of five lads to have an option to bring on to any team. And Adrian, looking at the Kilkenny team at the moment, do you think that the best team is going out, obviously, uh, Adrian Mullen to, to, to come back in maybe, do you think the best team is going out on the field to play at the start? Ah, yeah, most Kilkenny people now, the general consensus listening and watching would say, look, most of the general public would pick Torstein in that group, you know what I mean? There's always a question mark over the lads' form, either one of the lads in the back or either one of the lads in the forwards. But from one to one to seven, we're doing well. Most people have picked that team. We haven't a consistent midfield all year. We've changed the midfield all year with different combinations. Um, last day we had a different combination: Keane Kenny and Conor Forbes. The previous day, 
it was Wally, would you believe him, man? Uh, Wally and Conor Fogarty. So on, on, on different days, we haven't a settled midfield. So we are unsettled at middle of the field. And yes, every day we go out, we have the similar forwards, bar one. Tom Fielding has made the breakthrough now. But most days, Kilkenny forwards, two out of the forwards are playing an eight out of ten performance and the rest are maybe getting a six and a seven. So we're not getting the best up front and yes, we're in an all Ireland semi-final and yes, we're in a strong position. But it comes with a health warning and I keep mentioning this and you know, we all know from looking in how good is Leinster Hurling, how good are Galway, that means and how good are we. So there's still big question marks about uh, us, Galway, uh, when you compare looking at what's going on in Munster. We're hoping and praying to God that we are better than what we are um, and we're hoping that we will be fresh but it's hard to gauge really where we are because as I said the only test that has been Galway and ourselves and look it remains to be seen how Galway get on now uh, obviously as we know they have to play uh, a quarter final more than likely uh, against Tipperary so it'll, it'll gauge where we are versus Munster Hurden we don't really know where we are Adrian I suppose you're, you're after touching on something there like um Carlo awfully still in the championship, Cork gone. Do you think they could be look at something maybe to restructure that like you know, you're looking there at Leinster, I know the way the system is with the teams and the whole lot, and Munster's such a, a a battleground to get out of. But when you're looking at the likes of Cork and Waterford over the championship, you're sitting down looking, here's Carlo and Affley playing uh, teams to get into an All Ireland quarter final. Do you think something can change? to make us stronger? Well, certainly, under the present form, years ago, you know, when the likes of Wexford and Offaly's were as good as the Kilkenny's and the Galway's and the Dublin's, it was a very competitive Leinster championship. It's no longer the case. That's the fact. We can all see that. Munster is hugely competitive. Yes, of course, you can't have the five teams qualifying, but certainly there has to be a case for the four team in Munster. Uh, in this case, uh, it's Cork. Um, there has to be a case for them to come back in and play the the maybe play the the John McDonald's uh, or the you know in a playoff or something like that. But to think you know if you're a Cork supporter or a follower or a hurler or a genuine person interested in hurling, to think how Cork performed this year, you know, to lose two games by a point, to be so competitive, to be so close, and yet not have a, a say in the championship, and yet here we are, you know, the the, the rules are there. It's not it's not athletes or yeah, exactly, or yeah, yeah. But it, it isn't. It doesn't seem right for the for a Cork hurlers or the promotion of hurling in Cork, or for the profile of hurling in Cork, or for the profile of hurling in general. Yes. Because as we all know now, look the, the hurling landscape. We're all talking about how brilliant the game is and how it's the best game in the world, and it's this and it's that. But sure, it's, it's, every year it's getting more predictable, and less counties can win it. We're now down maybe to you know six or eight or ten counties that are really playing it at a high level, and if we're not given the Cork and the Waterford's more opportunity. Um, we have to revisit it because you know we're we're losing more than we're gaining here, and just to keep pr- promoting hurling in other counties is fine, but you can't do it at the detriment of the Waterford and the. Country. Yeah, you just look at the football model, and all the football teams are are, are still kicking ball. Uh, there are, there's very few of the championship, I think, at this moment. It's hard to get out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get out of it. Adrian Turnan to Munster, right? Obviously, we're very disappointed in, in Clare over our performance last Sunday uh, against Limerick. We went in with great hope and expectation to the Gaelic rounds to turn over Limerick and their home patch. Now, we came very, very close, but he just did not materialise. Yeah, but I think, lad, and I know where I'm talking in the form, I think it might be the worst thing in the world 
yes, it'd be lovely to win a Munster Championship and have that Munster Championship. And and to go in, as we said, uh, fresh in four weeks' time. But as it turns out, you know, you might have ended up as Munster Champions playing uh, a Galway or Tipperary. And I'd say if I was that, the majority of Clare people, they might prefer to have to play Kilkenny in an all Ireland semi-final than play Tip or Galway. Bear in mind that they owe us and we owe us uh, uh, a big game after what happened last year. Like I mean, we all know what happened. Tony Kelly was injured. Uh, John Conlon didn't play, so and Clare didn't perform. Now we'll think we we'll, and we'll say that we were very good on the day, and you just weren't let perform. But there's a huge battle, and look at no disrespect to Dublin or anyone else, but um, it's all heading for a Clare Kilkenny All Ireland semi final, and I'd say. Privately, Brian Lohan can't wait to get his hands on that fixture. Um, but look, Dublin will be tricky. I'm not sure, but Dublin will be tricky. Under Michal who Dublin have given us again, and this is where I go back to Linster Championship, they gave us plenty of it in Nolan Park this year. They gave plenty of it to Wexford and drew with them. So again, Wexford beat us. So this they gave plenty, they gave plenty to Galway. And, and Galway. Yeah, plenty to Galway as well. So still, you know, you'd, you'd want to be careful. I still think there's a good... There's another big game in Dublin, and I think Dublin won't be feared in Clare. And if it's on in Crow Park, it's another opportunity for uh, for Dublin. And you know, it's it's a tricky game for Clare because the Clare people and public and supporters, I know the team won't be. They might be looking too far ahead. You just need to be like, careful again, Dublin. They're not too bad, and if they have everyone, you know, there's there's a bounce. There's nothing to lose. But look, I think Clare, their performance on the day against Limerick for a long time was excellent. Um, yes, they had chances to win, and yes, they had chances. I thought, particularly in the first half, the last two minutes uh, before half time, there were two great opportunities for goal, and then we all know the two refereeing decisions were horrendous. Um, but it might just be uh, a blessing in disguise, as I said, because I think if I was Brian Lohan, I'd love a crack at Kikini. Yeah, and I suppose, Adrian, look, looking, you know, I suppose the kind of clear effect there was a big thing, like, and, 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 you know, we had a, a full-back playing his first game uh, uh, since the Ireland semi-final last year to the beat Gask, and once he got the yellow card, he, he he was in, in serious trouble. You know, Clare missed... There's no doubt here down in Clare, the feeling is that we just left it behind ourselves. There's no one really, even though the referee's getting a bit of stick, everyone realises that we left a bit and we beat ourselves through, uh, basically through just missing chances. Yeah, and it's... A, as an observer said to me, or a friend of mine said to me during the week, it's, you know... If Clare had to have TJ Reid and Galway had to have Nicky Quaid in goal, Clare, been, Clare and Galway have been uh, the All-Ireland semi-final because TJ Reid's unerring accuracy from free from 80, 100 yards would have been vital to Clare in the day, bang, bang. And if, again, no disrespect to Eamon Murphy, but two of those goals might have been preventable with a very top-class goalie like Nicky Quaid. So, you know, they're the margin, the fine margins on the day. Um, you know, as you rightly said, Clare did have their chances. They didn't and shouldn't have come down to two, those two refereeing decisions. Um, that it's hard for them to take, but they'll have to bounce back, and they will bounce back. And I think that group with Brain Lone, they they're on a mission. They know where they have to get there. And it's a hard slog for sure in Munster, but look, I think they're in a great position. You know, as regards hunger and driving on a team, look, you have something to aim at, and you know, like it's a tough, tough ask now. I think for Kilkenny, Kilkenny will have to have everyone back, everyone humming because. You know, revenge is a dangerous tool to have in your bag. Uh, Adrian, what did you think of the, the decision of Clare going into play the Munster final in Limerick? Well, I thought, again, from uh, knowing Brian Lowen, first of all, 
I think just typical loan. I think he it, it made sense for him and the group. You know, I thought it was dangerous maybe then afterwards sitting back that maybe Limerick might have used it for their own um, for their own purposes. But a great move out alone to say that he'd play in their own backyard. So obviously from a, a geographical sense it made perfect sense for all the Clare public and supporters and as even I think on the day looking at the T V, um, you know, you were I suppose equal with Clare as regards supporters. It was a great atmosphere. And um you know, again, little thing, um, you know, I I think I think Clare would I think Clare, maybe, just maybe, Turlet might have been more suitable venue for both teams, you know, to give yourself a better chance. But I think playing in Parky Heath may not have suited Clare um, in that regard. But no, look, typical loan. Um, that's the way he'd operate. He'd prefer playing the back garden. The same as, we're not sure just yet, but I'd expect that he won't have any problem playing Dublin in Cove Park if they get an opportunity to play a doubleheader up there. I'm it- sure he won't want to go to Tullamore. I'm sure he won't want to go to Port Leash. He won't want to go to Nolan Park, and Dublin won't go to Turles. So it's very obvious where this game would be. Yeah, Adrian, as you know, speaking of the quarterfinals, and first of all, we may be going a step ahead, but we have the preliminary quarterfinals. You have Dublin against Carlow, with all due respects to to Carlow and to Prairie Plenafly, with all due respects to Carlow and Offaly, you would expect Dublin to take care, and we spoke about Dublin taking care of Carlow, but there's a very dangerous opposition uh, taking on Offaly, who are going to have a major say in this championship, and I know you've you've spoken about him before, but Liam Cahill and Tipperary are going to have a big say in this championship yet. Yeah, well, look, I made no secret of it from the very beginning, and a lot of observers, and a lot of people locally may not, um, uh, agree with me, but uh, um, I would have had a very strong favouritism for Tipperary. I still do. Um, I think it'll be difficult. They will need everyone back. They will need Jason Ford and these boys back. I'm hearing they are on the way back. Um, I'm hearing that Craig Morgan and one or two others are on the way back. So their panel needs to get stronger because they do have the hardest, harder route. You know, okay, you play Offaly and you may play Galway. And then you have to bloody play with Limerick. So it's a very tough, tough ask of Tipperary. But, you know, from what we've seen all along, I know, again, people are saying, look, they failed against Waterford. But again, I just thought against Waterford, it's like the Wexford, I just thought Waterford and Wexford, you know, if there was anything in Waterford Wexford, they had to bounce back. And Tip were short, short the likes of um, Cottle Barrett and, and, and others on the day, uh, Jake Morris. So if they have everyone, and that's why we go back to the panel and, and mention, if, you know, you were short Connor Cleary, look how, how huge a lot he is. We were short Mullen, but got away with it. You just need to beat the Limericks, and you know it better than we do now. To beat the Limericks of this life, you need, we need, we need to have everybody. Now we might get the opportunity, but whoever's going to beat Limerick is going to have to have all their, all their, all their big guns humming and available to them, and uh, that's hugely important. I think the tip, and tip have a decent record against Galway, and I just feel for Galway. I think it'll be so hard for them to build themselves up. I hope for Henry's sake. Uh, because he's a proud Kilkenny man, yet he's doing a great job up in Galway. But I just think the manner of losing to Kilkenny is going to be hard for them to pick it up. I think it's hugely important that they do pick it up. But um, I give Tip, as I said, a serious say in this championship. Yeah. And and Adrian, you know, as you speak of Henry there, and you know, it was hard. I suppose maybe you know he was caught in two stools. Obviously, he's he was a bit of Galway hat last Sunday, but to see his nephew above uh, lifting the bottle of Keith Cup, you know, it's a hard one when you when you when you're taking on your own family. Yeah, look, sure. Again, um, how he ended up in Galway, 
you know, it's, it's there now. He's made his bed. It was rushed. It all happened within a week. Uh, you know, again, I, I know Henry well, you know, from working with him, but he doesn't give away much when it comes to the Galway gig. But like he was dealt, and the family were dealt a cruel tragedy during that spell. And I think that took the sting out of Henry and, and well, it's a great distraction for him. Um, you know, it's a tough journey going to Galway. He is enjoying it, I know that, but he'll be so disappointed after last year. He was so close, didn't perform, and then the whole Cody incident. And then to be, you know, down eight points, and you'd say, okay, look, we're gone here. We shouldn't be next or near. But to come back and to be two points ahead, it's so hard, I'd say, to try and accept that defeat. And then to think that, you know, one of his talisman and um, TJ Reid had a big part in winning that ball in that corner. Like, you know, and he had no right to win that ball. It should have been cleared. should have been hoovered up into the stand. It should have been kicked out over the sideline or out over the end line. Um, so it is difficult and as I said look Ballyhale he's a proud Ballyhale man and having his own nephew getting the cup you know it's, it's confusing I'm sure it's confusing for him but look he has a job he's getting he's looking after Galway he has to pick him up now the man is a, a born winner he has to transfer that now into that group and if he wants to get a bounce out of Galway it's a massive two weeks from South of Richie O'Neill because there, there, there is no going back after this I think I think Galway now need Henry needs now, uh, quite simply for me, they need to one or two big performances and one performance it might be beaten tip, but I think they now now have to get to an all Ireland final to to resurrect their year and to make their year successful and whatever happens happens. But I think but look, I read in the papers during the week and you'd hear the likes of Mannion and these boys like years ago we all know when you were beaten you were gone. They have a second chance, so they're blessed and lucky. We and all of us over the years would like a second chance. We got beaten in Leinster Championships and Leinster Finals and didn't get a second chance. They have a second chance, so that's massive. And so they can redeem themselves still. And maybe they can, but I think it'll be difficult. But looking at them, uh, Adrian, you know, in all their games this year, they're leaving themselves an awful lot to do. You know, Dublin, 12 points. Same the last day they were down, what was it, 8. You know, they're, they're just, they're clawing them back, but the amount of energy they're wasting to try to get that back, you know, he has to go rectify something in defence. Yeah, without well, a doubt, there's, as I said, look, they're, they're, they're leaking uh, scores too easily. Yeah, the last day, Conor Whelan had to come to the fore. You know, they're just, there's an inconsistency there. And, you know, um, you know the spine with McInerney and Burke. I know Burke said centre-back the last day and McInerney full-back. I don't know where I'm sitting would that be a better to, be, to switch yeah, them back to the positions yeah. and, and go to three and six? And I mean, if you look at Kenny's second goal alone and make that, not even to mention Mikey Butler's goal, but just take Kenny's second goal and Walter Welch's second goal. When Wally Connor, Billy Ryan made a run out to the sideline and both, obviously Henry and Galway decided that the man mark uh, to Kenny back. But they man marked him to such an extent that both McInerney and Burke were out in the half back line when Wally caught the ball. When he turned, there was no one in front of him. No one, neither McNamara or Burke were there to meet him. And I think that was a huge um, lost opportunity for Galway. That, yeah, they did job, what they were trying to do was correct and right, but there was a bit of common sense. Man mark him in the full back line, but lad, don't follow him out 50 yards. And TJ went out 50, 60 yards and they followed him. And that was opened it up for Wally. When he turned, he got an awful land. He did, there was nothing in front of him on the, on the end of work. And in fairness to him, he covered that ground fairly quick. He looks fit and trim and powerful. He's a powerful man when he's in full flow. Like. Yeah, and again, look, we go back to these 30 years of age and over the last two years, himself, Buckley, was mentioned in Tariq Welsh, uh, Conor Fogarty, were all bit players under Cody in the last two years. And 
Um, the rumour was they were going in September. They were gone. Good looking tanks. And then they got the land of their life when Brian Cody said he was going. And that uh, gave them another year. So much so that um, Gillian Buckley has his wedding books for the right. before that. Yeah. And, um, so he didn't think he'd be part of the panel. So as I said, they got a new lease of life and they are really, you know, those five in particular are looking at the case. How long more can we have here? How more will more, much more of an opportunity we, will we get? And look, this is not taken from the group or not taken from the players, but look, you know what we know. We all have our tallies, man. We have, you know, Tony Kelly, we have TJ Reid, and TJ is 35, and as long as we have TJ, we have a great chance. He was excellent. Again, last Sunday, and the boys are not silly. You know, there's another year, maybe, and this might be the last for TJ. So we're now, you know, two hours away from winning all earned, but they're going to leave no stone unturned, because, as I said, that group, we will and could lose at least five or six or eight of that panel, they're just at an age of 30 plus, you know what I mean? So, um, there's huge hunger, as I said, but it'll take a huge effort, it'll take a huge effort, I think, and believe to be clear when the time comes. And there's not about Adrian looking at the, ce- the celebration that Kilkenny had last Sunday, they, they, you know, they really celebrated that Linster Championship and they'd off a lot of steam and know that there's, there's a, a, a good long road ahead before uh, our Lee McCarthy can, will, will reside anywhere. Uh, Adrian, in a world at the moment, is it Limerick, is it Limerick to lose all the time at this stage? Um, well, we're all getting closer to Limerick. Um, certainly, as we all know, um, Limerick seem to have one or two issues that uh, they haven't leaked. They're not humming like they were. They're obviously a tired team, and they have to be. They're going to go since 2018. Uh, they've been next in ambassador for hurling. We know that, and they've come out the right side of one point victories over the last. A uh, couple of matches. Can they continue that going and get that look and get sustained that uh, look? We don't know, but look, they're in the driving seat. They're still the team to beat. I mean, if we were talking today and Limerick were out of the championship, we'd all give every one of us a, a great chance. We all feel, I think, and certainly down here, that Limerick are still the team to beat. Um, so, with that in mind, um, they're still the hours of the team to beat. But look, you know that you have their back at this stage, you know, and you know, you're not, you, you certainly won't fear them if you get an opportunity. We won't fear them if we get an opportunity. But look, there's a lot of hurdles to be done over the next six weeks. There's no doubt about that. Adrian, finally, before we let you go, and unfortunately, it's, it's, it's two, two weeks down now, but unfortunately, the GA community lost a great quail in Cork in the passing of the late uh, Teddy McCarthy. And what an icon he was, not only for the GA in Cork, Adrian, but uh, for the GA in general, in both codes. Yeah, um, a rebel, uh, I suppose, on and off the field for sure. A uh, great, uh, great hurling man, great football man, a quite man. I had the pleasure of hurling against him on numerous occasions, more so, I suppose, in league matches than anything. We only played when we played Cork in '92, all Ireland, of course. But um, and got to meet him on a few occasions. Um, uh, quite man, deep man, uh, but a brilliant, brilliant hurler. And uh, as I said, um, I never want to shy down or back down. Uh, when Cork needed the man he was there and you'd see from his colleagues and his friends the esteem that he was held in and and, and 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 in the general public and even you know to be fair to Owen Cody on the day the Kilkenny man uh, captain he mentioned him in his speech and Owen was of a generation that wouldn't remember Teddy McCarthy so that'll tell you the impact that Teddy McCarthy had on even that generation of Owen Cody and the like so it was a lovely touch out of Owen Cody and um, looked a great touch out of the GA family, but to sympathy to his his wife and kids, of course. I mean, he's too young, fifty eight years of age, but um, certainly 
uh, huge loss to Hurland, a huge loss to Cork. There's no doubt he left an indelible mark in the game and we echo your sentiments in, in totally and offer our sympathies uh, to the whole family. Adrian, as always, it is good to get your views here on Scarif Bay Community Radio and thanks a million for taking the time to talk to us. No matter. See you soon, guys. And once again, thanks to Adrian Ronan for taking the time to talk to us. And that concludes our sports and show here on Scarif Bay Community Radio on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM in association with Junan. My thanks to the guests to Clare Minor or Clare Senior and Junior Coach of the Camogie team and as a regular member of our team here in Scarlet Bay Community Brendan Foley and also to our special guest as well all the way from Kilkenny Adrian Ronan thanks to Jim in the Control Tower thanks to you for tuning in to us here on Scarlet Bay Community Radio we we'll hope you'll join the sports team later on this evening at 5 o'clock from QC Park in Innes for live commentary on the All-Ireland uh, Senior Camogie Championship game round 2 between Clare and Galway and all that remains for me at this moment in time is until we meet Leo from Leo Dial, until we meet again, it's Bannock Day, August Law.